Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 216. We are a podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ronma S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And it seems that uh, your computer keeps burfing out music. You know, I think I know what it is. Um... Even it's excited to go to Colorado. <laughs> it's not acknowledging one of the files. That's what it is. That's what it's. That's the problem. So, uh, let's see. So simple. I just have to put in a brand new uh, blank space. That's what I'm gonna have to do. Let's see if this one works. Nope. I don't know why it's doing that. Oh, wait. I think I know why. I was having trouble, you know, listening to 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 uh, to, to the stream before I had made some changes. So I there we go. Now we're good. So one of the changes I made was to remove the silence. So that's what it's doing. So. There we go, we're good. So if it heard silence, it's just going to cut and go right into the next track where it picks up sound in the file. So, we're good. Oh, fun. Yeah. Mm. And on top of that, I don't know what the hell else is going on tonight. So, how is everybody? Eh. Nah. Oh, you too, huh? I am so overly tired, it's not even funny. Hold on for one second. There we go. I'm looking at over at the at the settings of the recording, and I'm like, oh no, you're not doing that shit to me again. Luckily, it's not the problem we had before, but... We're good. And if we're not good, I think me, Winamp, and Audition are going to go ten rounds in the boxing ring. <laughs> and if we go to the uh, chat room at live.blognetwork.com, uh, Sarah Ackerman says, Y'all should have seen me at OhioCon. Gonna get really high. And, I'm, and well, where are we going in like five days, Marco? <laughs> Colorado. <laughs> if that's not an epic high, I don't know what is. High in all senses. Hey now. Hello. God. Okay. Oh God. We are live tonight, week of May nineteenth, two thousand fifteen, on the Vlog Network. We're here Tuesdays at nine thirty p.m. Eastern. Replays Thursdays at two. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com, where the party has already started. Chat cleanser is Merc, XChat, Chatzilla can use irc.gamesearch.net. The chat room is VOG. Or you can head it over, and over to animejamsession.com slash network. And if you go there, there's an IRC link. If you click on it, it brings us right into the chat room. And if you have swung by the website lately, I've tweaked our guest page. and I'm about to make more changes to that, so definitely look forward to the upcoming changes for that. So I hope you like it. Um, swing by the VOG Network. Uh, we have our forums. Every week we post the synopsis, and we want to hear from you. Um, check-ins are live, so come by. Check on in with that. So, And you earn awesome points. 
And I think I got everything under that. Let's go ahead and kickstart things. There we go. Ari, how was your weekend? How was your day? Well, for one, I got paid today. Woohoo! And, and because of the overtime I racked up, my paycheck was quite healthy today. Are we talking four digits? Yep. I know that feeling. I haven't had four digits in my bank account in a long time. I forget how it feels. I used No, you most people get that feel once a year when the income tax falls in there. Hmm. Or when you do get paid, you're like, yes, and you realize you got bills to pay. No. Yeah. Well, even with the bills I had to take care of, I still got a, a very large chunk of it left, but mm -hmm. that was not the only thing that uh, happened to me. I also ended up seeing Mad Max this weekend. How was that? I heard so much drama about that movie. Uh, mostly because the, uh, the MRAs are uh, up in arms because mm. it's because it stars a strong female lead, and uh, the titular Max is a is a supporting character. I guess so. Because, because he already had all of this character development in the uh, other movies. I guess some people forgot about Matt Max on Thunderdome. So, still, it's, it was a really good movie. And the the visuals and the music music were completely fucking nuts and over the top. And I know that's the appeal of it, but it was mm -hmm. still really good. And yet, Pitch Perfect beat that movie out. Who would have thought? Also, there was Sunday watching Payback. No, no. Was it Payback or... Yeah, Payback. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, there was only like one legitimately cool moment in the main event, and... Once again, my friends and I called... Like, called the perfect way to book the match, but... WWE didn't do that. You sure it wasn't Vince Russo this time? They can't book for shit. <laughs> <coughs> also, we discussed the ideas, the three of us, since it was me and two other friends, we jokingly refer to ourselves as The Shield. I meet Seth Rollins of the group, apparently. I don't know how that happened. But we decided. But after watching all the promos for uh, Tough Enough and, and uh, some of the you know, more out there uh, audition videos. Mm -hmm. we, we, we had kicked around plans to do our own like bizarro version of the shield. And if you can picture me with the, with the big full beard that I got and a single like blonde streak in it, that'll be my version of uh, Reigns. Not Reigns, uh, Rollins. I can see that. But uh, yeah, it's still on the planning phase. Other than that, you know, just putting in a lot of work overtime, so that's uh, how a lot of things have been going for me. I've been pretty fucking deep. Hmm. That's, well, at least it's something, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All right. Mako-chan, how was your week and how was your day? Um, I just got done working six days in a row. Swing low, sweet cherry. And uh, while I am technically officially on vacation, I got a call today asking if, you know, I could possibly be on standby to work tomorrow night. Damn it! Yeah. What did you tell Um, sure that I really need the money? Because I'd really like money for this weekend. Mm, I know what I feel like. It's... 
it's totally uh, believable. Yeah, so other than that, I've been trying to plot what I need to bring. I haven't started laundry, haven't started packing or anything like that. Today I bought the final shit that I need for costumes, and tomorrow I will start working on that while doing laundry and packing. And I just checked the weather for this weekend in Denver, Colorado, and it's gonna rain. You ever seen the color purple? Uh-huh. It's gonna rain on your head. Uh-huh. God. 50% chance of scattered thunderstorms Friday, 50% chance of PM thunderstorms on Saturday, 60% chance of scattered thunderstorms on Sunday, and 50% chance of thunderstorms on Monday. You sure we're not going to anime next? <laughs> yeah. The funny thing is, I walked into Mama work today. Down, keeping himself in a big flotilla made out of Oreo boxes. <laughs> I walked. Huh? Whatever you're saying. It muted me! <laughs> you, you sure Damien didn't go over and pull at it? No, no. I don't know how it muted itself, but it muted itself. Anyway. So yeah, so I walk into work, and the woman working, she's like, oh my god, did you hear? And I've got no idea, like, she's acting really dramatic. I said, no, what? She's like, it snowed. I'm like, what? She's like, in Colorado, it snowed last night. <laughs> okay? She's like, yeah, I thought of you, and, you know, we're gonna get hit with... 80 and 90 degree weather and you're gonna go and it's gonna snow. I wish you had recorded that, like a video recorder, and showed it to our friends Say and Yatin and Koi, just so they could laugh. I'm like, yeah, you forget, I don't mind snow. Oh. <laughs> and if we go to the chat room, Darketsuya says, hashtag blame it on the rain. Lol. <laughs> I don't know, if I went to Colorado in May and I saw snow, you'd be able to hear my scream all the way back in Jersey. Well, well, Denver is a mountain town. Yeah, it's yes, kind of normal. It's, yeah, as, as Rama said, it's normal. There are places in New York that are still getting snow. Yup. About Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Mm. The Adirondacks, which is where my cousin lives, and all of a sudden I'll See, I'll be reading her Facebook and, oh my god, it's snowing, and it's May. But yeah, other than that, I've had really, really wicked insomnia the last four days. So I'm going on, like, maybe four hours of sleep the last, you know, every every night the last four nights. Mm. That sucks. Yeah, I'm a little bit tired. Just a little bit? Just a little bit. Just a scooch? Just a scooch. <laughs> But yeah, that's it, I'm done. Mm. My weekend day has been the usual, you know. Just put around, work on photos, and get stuff done. Um, this weekend, I went to the New York City Dance Parade. I was just going to just to take pictures of the cosplayers, because a couple of friends of mine were in it, but I actually stuck around for the whole thing. I was watching people from various countries in their native outfits and so forth, just dancing up a storm. It was just amazing. I just wish I I had my camcorder with me, but I wish I had like one of those grip types where I could just put it like on a, on a railing, just like 
just do a straight off recording, that would have been amazing. And times like that, maybe I should get like the harness, you know, strap it to that, but no, that's a little crazy. Um, let's see what else is going on. I I'm believe it or not, I am mostly packed for Denver Comic Con, and today I lucked out and found the right red shirt and blue pants for Tenshi Masaki at Old Navy. Oh, and the new cards came, so I'm happy about that. Only thing left, I just gotta figure out how to pack the electronics and my um. What am I talking about? My, um, my turtleneck for, um, for Nick Fury. I know he doesn't wear a turtleneck, but I gotta make it as close as possible, so I don't have 60 bucks for a tactical jacket. So it's pretty much black slacks, black sneakers, if I have room, maybe I'll throw my boots in there, turtleneck, and trench coat. And a patch for my, for my version of Ultimate Nick Fury. If anyone has a problem with it, too bad. It was done at the last minute, and they have a problem with it. I will punch them dead in the face and not care. It would be in character for Nick Fury. Don't you know who I am? I run Agent. I run Shield. I run sorry, the Avengers Initiative. <laughs> oh God, I just came up with a real twisted idea. I'll I'll talk about that later, but um. Other than that, you know. Things have been pretty good. I can't really complain. I'm just looking forward to starting this new job in June, July. The hours are going to suck, but the pay is going to be well worth it. Here, I have a picture I'm going to show you. What? Should I be worried? No. It's in the chat. Alright, I'm going to take a look at this real <laughs> that's actually quote unquote retired Nick Fury because that's when he handed the reins off in uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. the TV show ah well I don't know how Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. runs currently but in Avengers 2 S.H.I.E.L.D. is more or less still around they are but it's it depends on whether or not you believe that Whedon says that Agents of Shield TV show has nothing to do with the uh, with the movie verse, even though you know it does. Very specifically does. Yeah. You, you see, I if I had a leather jacket and if I knew if, and you know what I could actually go out and get the brown hoodie and the sunglasses and the beanie cap. <laughs> I could have done re retired Nick Fury, but you know. Since yeah, he, he, he's like kind of in hiding at this point because mm. they're trying to kill him and he's like, nope, fuck you. <laughs> Doesn't kill him, makes him stronger. Uh-huh. All right. I think we're good here. What do you say? Sure. All right, we're going to go ahead and take our first break and when we get back, we're going to drop into the news and due to issues from last week's episode, we're replaying last week's music, so... I don't know about you, but I kind of like the um, the first two parts. I might I might sw switch up the, la the, uh, the last two tracks, but for now it's gonna we're gonna roll with it. And I know for a fact that Mako Chan enjoys it. So yeah, there's that one song I really enjoy. Yeah, that one particular song. 
That one particular song, mm-hmm. you know, with Magical Boys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mako-chan? Hmm? You're drooling. Nah. We'll be back.
have to admit that song is better the second time around. It's catchy. Like herpes? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys, you guys. You could have phrased that better. Nope. No. You... It was phrased perfectly. Yes. Ari, did you forget the show that we run here? <laughs> Have you seen the show that the song is from? It's perfect. I don't think I have. It's a perfect representation. Uh, I tell you this right now, Ari. Do not eat while you're watching this show. You you'll drop your fork several times. It's hilarious. Not really. No, really it's crack way. anime. It's, oh, okay. As much as you a, love your tropes. Anime. Oh, that yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's a crack anime. It's hilarious. Ari, we know, everybody here knows you love your tropes. This show, you'll just drop your phone and just walk away, because... Nope, fuck this shit. Not really, it's like, I can't believe they pulled all these tropes. I, I, it's like, what? Mm. One of my co-workers today, like, was had a little DVD player, and she was watching the uh, Sailor Moon DVD in the booth. Yeah. Sec the second half of the first season. Mm-hmm. You know, the uh, uncut stuff. Okay, from, yeah, how how is it? Well, it's not, well, it's not that I didn't actually see her watching because mm. I was in a different lane, but I had to uh, cover for her on her break, and that's what she had in the booth, her uh, little DVD player, the uh, <clears throat> the box, which looked like it, it had just been purchased. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of stickers on it. Okay. I mean... I just thought it was neat, that's all. And now, because you can pick up those... Because of the distribution through Warner Bros., you can go right into Walmart and buy your anime. Yep. Mm-hmm. And something uh, we, we haven't done in a while... Breaking news! We go live to the Brooklyn Studios for this breaking news. Um... It's in regards to New York Comic Con, and who here is not surprised? Yeah, that whole clusterfuck was... Wow. Yeah. Now, we're not talking about the clusterfuck of the tickets. No, 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 oh, no. really? No, no, no! Because it's the same shit they shoveled last year. Oh, what's that? They are now revoking tickets that you have paid for. What? Yup. You know how it is, how... Marco, you know how we plan for PAX East? It's like, I got the tickets, you get the hotel room, we work together to get, you know, to get, to get everything together. Yeah, that's how we did it for Denver this year. Yeah, same thing what people do at New York Comic Con. Now, here's the thing. People are trying to grab three and four tickets for each other. Now, from my understanding, I've never had to go through registration for that. But, you know, it seems that with New York Comic Con, every time you purchase a ticket, you gotta put in an email address for each one. Makes sense, I suppose. A different email address for each badge you order? Yes. That's not that hard. True, but and people are just gonna come up with fake email addresses no, anyway. No, it, 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 it's it's not that. Imagine if 
I bought three tickets for us for Comic Con, and I and it's Makotron at AnimeJamSession.com, Ronima at AnimeJamSession.com, Ari at AnimeJamSession.com. Then Mako goes out and gets three tickets and uses the same email addresses. Hey, you Ari, you go out and grab three tickets and use the same three email addresses. So the first person that got the tickets never told the other people that they got the tickets. More or less. So the system thinks it's fraud, so they're canceling people's tickets because of that. Wow. Yes, people are sharing, are using multiple email addresses, probably using multiple, probably multiple home addresses and stuff like that. So, you know. Wow. Yes. But if that's the case, and you have to have an email address to book a badge, what about kids? Well, kids um, aren't going to necessarily have... Then you uh, put it under your email, your current email address. So you can book three badges under one email address? Yes. That seems like it would have made a hell of a lot more sense than the other way. Either that, somebody else... I guess I have not bought Comic-Con tickets... So either that some it's like I'm using one email address for our three tickets. You're using that same email address for another three tickets and so forth. The information is all the same, but only thing that's different I mean only I mean the mailing addresses are all different, but what's same is the email address. And that's probably um pinging the system like uh fraudulent. Yeah, that's weird. At that point, I would have... I don't know. I don't know. Because obviously you're going to have other people trying to help you get badges and Mm -hmm. stuff. So, I don't know. That's kind of iffy. Yeah. That's kind of how you say cray. Yeah, a little. They're uh, they're starting more shit than they're preventing. Yes. And if we go into the chat room at live of like network.com, uh, Mako-chan, I need you to answer a question. Hmm? Why can't Deadpool 28 be a magical girl? I did not say that he could not be a magical girl. Well, he wants to be one. I, no one's I, stopping him. I think the only thing stopping Deadpool 28 from being a magical girl, magical girl is his girlfriend. Probably. Well, she can be um, the supporting male, like Tuxedo Mask. Huh. Could put Star Ackman in a pantsuit. It could work. <coughs> yeah, and you're right. The girlfriend is stopping him. Mm-hmm. I say, live on, Deadpool. Be magical if you want to. Although, for some reason, I find that if Deadpool was Magical Girl, he would kind of be like Chibi Moon. At which point, his Magical Girl staff would just shoot out lights and not do anything but annoy people. <laughs> magical Anarchist Sailor Deadpool. <coughs> yeah, that, that's, that's basically what I'm... Uh, that's what I sense Deadpool would be if he was Magical Girl. Uh. Useless. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Shots fired! Bang, bang. Could, could, could you imagine Deadpool, you know, having magical powers? No. Deadpool would be the 
Chibi Moon of the Magical Girl series and have absolutely no redeemable magical powers, and then he'll get pissed off at the villains and just take out his guns and his knife and his sword. Bang, bang! Bang, 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 bang! Mm-hmm. And that is how Deadpool would be a magical girl. God. It would be total light show, and then he would take out his guns. Okay, all right. Now that we get that out of the way, something else popped up I wanted to talk about real quick. Um, the top 100 anime conventions in the United States. Now, this is this is somebody's list. They don't give reasons why they're the top 100. It's listed. They just start firing off uh, names of anime conventions. Yeah, they just want a brief description of the convention. Now, I didn't look through it exactly. Is it like? Does it say you know? from best to worst nope. or is it you know just a list of 100 it's, it's a, is the list in order it's a bullshit list if you ask me because the reason why i wanted to t- cover this all right we, you've ever heard of icon right oh yeah as you know icon folded and they have what's called l icon and i somehow i'm on one of the groups one of the people that run that which is Icon, shared the article saying they were listed as one of the top 100 anime conventions. I'm just like, y'all only been around for two years. What the fuck? Well, one of the... I don't remember if it was Dragon Con or Yomacon was on there twice. What? Yeah, if you look through it, they're... I think it's, you know... I, I think it might be Yomacon that they're on there, you know, number five or number six, and they're on there again at, like, number uh, 13 or something. What the? Yeah, Yomacon is nine, from what I'm seeing. Uh, yeah, one of them is on there twice. And I'm looking at the comments, someone goes, well-deserved. Get the fuck out of here! I can think of other conventions that can rank slightly higher than than, than uh, LICON. I mean, right, number one is AX. I think that's bullshit, but hey, I'm not the one that wrote that, that, that made the list. I can deal with number two with Otakon. Three is ASEN, four is ACON, uh, five is Boston. I think that's bullshit. You can drop that down a few notches. Uh, SoccerCon, I'm cool with that. AWA, yeah. Anime Matsuri is a bit of a new convention. Uh, they're only up there because they sucked uh, WCS cock, but um, <laughs> you can drop that down a little bit. Number nine, YomaCon. Okay. Ten is San Japan. Eleven is Mokon. Katsukon is number 12. Get the fuck out of here. And the person didn't even put the proper coding right for, so you can see the goddamn logo. It's two tiny-ass logos. I wait, know. Wait, wait, wait. This is actually taken from the header. Yeah, and they... See, you want to know something? I take stuff from the header, but I properly resize it. You know, it's the full header, and they didn't properly edit it. That's what they did. Fucking weebs. Okay. Intervention... Made it to number fifteen. I I I don't know. I, um, I've been meaning to check that con out. So I I I don't know. Kineticon is up there at sixteen. Uh, we got Fan Expo at seventeen and Dragon Con at eighteen. Anime US at, Anime Next is number twenty. Uh, yeah, I don't understand not how bu- some of these are considered anime conventions either. I know. Hell, Nonicon is on this list. What number? Uh, hang on. 
Yeah, it's further down. 43. Yeah, but, you got... yeah some, of, some of these conventions aren't even strictly anime conventions. Exactly. They're either Gen Cons mm-hmm. or, you know, Comic Con types. There's LI Con at 90. Well, I can understand it being at 90 because it belongs down there in the shitters. Yeah, like Dragon Con is not an anime convention. Exactly. If you go to Dragon Con thinking it's an anime convention, you are sadly mistaken. Number 51, Pensacola Comic Convention. Is it wrong that I've never heard of half of these? No. No. Fan Expo Dallas. It's probably from the same people who do Fan Expo Canada. Yeah, I am happy to see that Zenkai Khan is a part of this. As am I, but... How much how much worth does it have, you know? Oh, God. Stockton Khan is on here. If I was to mention this to Loki and Sky of OLR, they will probably have a field day about Stockton. Because it's fucking Stockton. Atomic Lollipop? What? Number 44 is Atomic Lollipop. Atomic Lollipop is a combined convention, carnival, music festival, and massive party that fuses geek, love, and music for three days of nonstop adventure. APOP offers all your favorite convention attractions, celebrity guests, vendors, and artists, cosplay, uh, pop culture panels, but our main priority is magic and mayhem. So we've thrown massive battles, bouncy castles, Geeky speed dating, video gaming, nerd, nerdy burlesque, fire spinners, and crazy interactive events into the mix. Yeah, so, again, not an anime convention. For muggles classes, Atomic Lollipop has something for everyone. So, I guess when you get your badge, they give you some E to go with it, too. I guess so. And as Sarah Ackerman says... BotCon is on here. It's a fucking Transformers convention. But it's still anime. Only in the technical sense. And as Sarah Ackerman says, there is a difference between anime and comic cons. Honestly, I prefer anime. Fair enough. I'm going to have to share this to my personal Facebook be like... Be like, what? Are you fucking serious? And I'm not surprised there are no comments on this either. And they have a little gold badge. It says, congratulations to all the winners. Use the following code to display your badge on your website. Do you really think these conventions are going to put this, 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 this badge on their site? Are you serious? Think you guys are Michelin stars? Get the fuck out of here. Uh, I can't even. I mean, I I admit that I haven't been to a lot of conventions outside of the local area. Mm -hmm. But for them to take... I want to know what their what their qualifications were for the top 100 anime conventions. Because obviously these people have not gone to every single one of these freaking conventions. Actually, I was just going to guess that the guy actually ended up did go into 100 conventions and he just decided, hey, let's, look at all the conventions I went to and just decided this uh, crappy list is how he's going to show that. Well, 
This is a chick. Oh. So I'm looking at some of her other posts, and it's... Oh! She's got the ultimate cosplay survival kit to bring to your anime convention. And how to do makeup. And how to do Sailor Moon transformation. And dear God, that is a horrible Sailor Moon makeup job. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. I, the, the person is definitely a cosplayer. Yes. But I, I can't see that this person would have done... You know, because this is supposed to be for 2015. Some of these conventions haven't even happened yet, and they're on the top anime conventions. All right, okay. You, you, all right, okay. All right, if you look, it's supposed to be the top 100 anime conventions in the United States. I didn't know Toronto, Ontario was part of the United States. It's North America, not the United States. No, no, the, no. Read the article. Top 100 anime conventions in the United States, 2015. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> the title of the article is the top 100 anime uh, uh, in North America. Are you are you we looking at the same page here? Yeah. Okay, so the title in the article itself yes. is United States, but if you look at the link... The URL link, yes. Yeah, the URL link is originally supposed to be North America. Yes. Alright, whatever. Obviously, you can't do top 100 conventions for 2015 until all of the conventions are done, sweetheart. At least wait until... October or November to put this out there. Yeah, top 100, something like this, you don't roll that shit out till November, December. Or what some people do, you wait till January and you recall and you recollect back. Mm-hmm. God. Okay, um... What else we got? Because I think we're getting a little bit too worked up about this. Well, we got Nerd is a New Sexy. I guess we could kind of summarize it. Or we could speak about our own views on it. And I think right now Mako-chan's got the axe and she's sharpening the blade. Um... People have been saying for the last couple of years that, oh, you know, it's the nerd's turn, it's the nerd's turn, mm -hmm. nerds are sexy. Um, that's bullshit. Go for it. <laughs> it's I'm not going to get that... the flamethrower. No, it's not that, you know, all of a sudden nerds are sexy. It's just that all of a sudden, that's what pop culture is. Pop culture now is comic books. Pop culture is, you know, regular books and comics and anime, and that's what pop culture is now. So just because pop culture is popular and the stuff that we used to be made fun of before is popular doesn't automatically make, you know, just because we happen to be nerds doesn't make us sexy. <laughs> it makes us fucking people that are still into the shit and are pissed off 
because stupid ass people are, you know, appropriating it for their own desires. Are we yeah. calling cultural appropriation here? Yes. Okay. I am completely calling this as cultural pro appropriation. All right. Because, you know, if you can appropriate based on just liking to wear certain outfits, mm. then I can appropriate on a full co culture based off of all things geeky. Right. See, to me, growing up, nerd was, oh, you mess around with computers. It was fine to play video games, but if you mess around with computers, and probably comic books, whatever, you were considered a nerd. Now, over time, I could say, nerd is popular, nerd is cool, nerd is awesome. I could say that. I can't say nerd is the new sexy. Because between you and me, I don't see motherfuckers in the gym getting a swole on with one hand and reading the Iliad in the other hand with their glasses. Nah, I don't see, I don't think so, motherfucker. Nah. That would be me, actually. And you have that tablet, because... Yeah, I, 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 would totally be on the, I would totally be on the tablet, like, on my tablet in a gym reading as I'm biking or some shit like that. Because that is totally see, me for a nerd. Yeah. But I'm saying you're holding up sexy? the no. book. I said holding up a book, you know. Well, yeah. See, but again, that's not sexy. Mm-hmm. The article says nerds have passion. Yes, we do. We love what we do. Like this podcast. This podcast is one of my many passions, and I love it. And to be perfectly honest, you don't have to be a nerd to have, a, have various passions like that. You don't. No, no. card collectors have passions. Yes. Okay, nerds are intelligent. And it says I have yet to meet a I have yet to meet I have yet to meet a dumb nerd. Um, um, um I, I know people. Classify as as intelligence. If you are talking book smarts, yeah, nerds might have book smarts. Yes. If you are talking about intelligence for interacting with people, you are sadly mistaken. Case in point: Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Yeah, just because you might be intelligent based off of one particular thing, mm -hmm. whether that be book smarts or you know computers or you know cars, that does not mean that you are intelligent. Oh, let's go back real quick. Dungeon Buster says at live.botnetwork.com, in regards to the top 100 anime convention, it's like making a list of top 100 games of 2015 when 2015-80s haven't been over yet. Fair enough. Okay. Arbor, you want to take this, this next one here? That there are people connectors? Yes. Other movers, shakers in the industry, and better yet, they know how to connect with the influencers and powerhouses in their industries as well. Uh, I can kind of see that. Yeah, but then again, I don't know. anybody I've, I've, in... I've never really seen the uh, typical run-of-the-mill nerd heck, like being such an insider for all the, like, all the shit that goes on, you know? It's more like this. Let's say, you know... A convention says, oh, we need this certain voice actor or actress. Me. I know them. Let me give them a contact and have them get in touch with you or something like that. Let's see how that works. Nerd. Wait, the contact. I think, you know, the nerd. He will have their, per their contact information already printed up on a PDF and handed out like here. Like, that also might be in to be taken as being stalkerish. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, it's not just nerds that do that. Mm -hmm. If you are really into 
anything, any niche genre. If you are into sports, you're going to hang around a lot of people that are into sports. And you might know them, and they might know somebody, and hell, that person might actually be, you know, a, you know, a past, uh, a past sports star. Mm-hmm. It's not just, like, this whole list is, oh, you know, they're, they're people connectors and they're intelligent. Yeah, but if you're talking to somebody that is, you know, into a niche genre like that, they're all going to look intelligent when they're talking to you about it. Like this last one is nerds know how to communicate. <laughs> they, they, they know the importance of building lasting relationships and successful businesses. Bullshit. <laughs> right. The original the original classification for nerd was basically you know forty year old geek in his mother's basement. And, and now all of a sudden that you know that's become oh yeah they know they know how to communicate and that's sexy. Sexy is in the eye of the fucking beholder. Yes. Because if nerd is the new sexy, then what the fuck is going on with dad bod? I just heard about that. I'm like, can we go back to Kevin Smith and moobs for a while? I was kind of liking that because he, he like, it's this. I don't give a fuck, you know? And as for nerds who know how to communicate, when was the last time you went to a nerd party? You walked Everybody's in. Everybody's on their fucking phone. Thank you. The only time nerds are not on their phone if the hot chick walks in or the hot guy walks in. That's it. Just not staring awkwardly. Yeah. yeah. And at that point, they're trying to, you know, sneak pe- uh, sneak pictures. Exactly. Then you yeah, got me. They can post it on Facebook and go, "Oh my God, look what just walked in." And then, not that they're actually getting off of the phone to communicate with somebody. They're just communicating to the rest of their, you know, 200, 300, you know, quote unquote online friends. About the person that they see, not mm-hmm. about the person they're talking to. And then you got me, who woke up to the person, be like, "Hey, how you doing?" And start a conversation because I actually know how to use my brain. And they'll look at you like you're the weird one. No, not really, because I'm not staring at them like that. Hmm. Yeah. All right. This next article. I'm just going to make it brief because not much needs to be said. I'll say this now. A lot of shit happened at anime conventions. Sex parties happen. You might not know. Just because you never heard that they happen, that don't mean they don't, that they do happen. That's all it is. That's it. And according to my friend uh, Matt, who runs Leech Street Boys, evidently he's a part of one of them because... In the article, there is a picture of him and the crew doing a group shot from a- from AAC 2010. Christ. As I scroll down, I go and I look and realize I did get the right set of slack uh, pants for Tenchi. But, eh, I don't oh have to god, say- Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. I'm still trying to figure out what the hell he's doing wearing flip-flops in the goddamn snow. He always wears flip-flops! The only time Tenchi is not wearing flip-flops is when he's not wearing that outfit. Hmm. Alright, I think we could take turns with this one. Stop posting that! What are you- what what are you doing? Crap! Where? Reload. 
I will get you. I will copy you and I will paste you so that she can see you. Mm. Sorry, um, new figures for Sailor Moon were just announced. Are they the Starlights? Yes, they are. Oh shit! Oh shit! Not, oh shit! It's not the big figures. It it's doesn't. It's the small petite figures. It doesn't matter. You know, Say and Yachtin are going to are going to lose their shit over that. Oh You yes, can see the heavy is... breathing caption on them right now. Yes. Which is why I just posted and hope that she sees them. It should be the first thing that pops up. Ah. Uh... She's gonna go ape shit. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's our say. Going going back to what you said about sex parties, though. Yeah. I will say this: if you're going to an anime convention just for the sex party, why aren't you just going to a fucking sex party? It'd be like going to the anime convention and just staying in a, in the in the uh, video game lounge all all weekend. I can kind of answer that. I don't want you to. Okay. It was a rhetorical question. All right. Yeah, because that would have started a whole new thing. Yeah. But my whole thing is the amount of people that laughed and made fun of furries mm -hmm. for basically having nothing more than a convention where it was nothing more than sex. Um, and now this is being brought up that, oh, hey, you know, guess what? It's not just the furries, and we've been doing it for years, too. Yep. So, pot meets kettle, go fuck yourself. And seriously, if you have to go to an anime convention to go to a sex party, why are you going to an anime convention? Just go to a sex party. Again, I can answer that, but that's for another time. And a chill filled the room. I don't know, I just... Yeah, anyway. Let's continue. Alright. Um, yeah, I think this is something we can all share. 21 animes we'd like to see, even, see in live action. Yeah, it also refers to it as 22, but eh, whatever. Mm, some, Math is hard. No, so, yeah, someone didn't, you know... Yeah. Someone didn't math, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Number one. The Legend of Black Haven. It's a little-known cult classic from 1999. Legend of Black Haven tells the story of a middle-aged salary man who has nothing going on in his life. Poor father, poor husband. He's just a loser. But he used to be the face-shredding lead guitarist of a popular heavy metal band back in the day. One day, a beautiful blonde woman asked him, asked him to take his flying Gibson V guitar out to save the world. Turns out that the galaxy is in the middle of a raging intergalactic war, and the heart-pounding sound waves of OG's music gave a particular group of alien spaceship a sonic boost. So this is his chance to, to bask in the glory. So this is Scott Pilgrim when he gets older. <laughs> I was thinking on um, Galaxy Quest with guitars. I'd watch it. And there's talk of a second movie. Alright. Huh? Alright, next one. Uh, number two, High School of the Dead. <clears throat> Who doesn't love zombie apocalypse? So, or 
adorable high school girls. Put them together and get ass-kicking, big-boob Japanese girls in their sailor-style uniforms, battling the zombie hordes, and struggling for survival. Throw in some teenage romance and sexual tension every now and then. At this point, do the intricacies of the plot really matter? Okay, then. Well, I'll say this. I wouldn't mind an American adaptation of High School of the Dead as long as George Romero did it. Yeah, if they didn't make it cheesy zombies and mm-hmm. made it scary zombies. Uh, you might have to throw in a little bit of Rob Zombie for that shit. Oh, mm-hmm. that would be great. Mm. Number three, one that I can definitely agree with, is Helsing. <laughs> The Japanese have truly mastered the adage, go big or go home, particularly when coming up with story ideas that no one else would touch with a 10-foot pole. (laughs) I'd love to have been a fly on the wall when Helsing was conceptualized. Abraham Van Helsing, yes, of Dracula killing fame, comes back from the dead after 100 long years uh, to lead a royal order of vampire hunters whose main mission is to protect the British Queen from a worldwide platoon of neo-Nazi vampires. (laughs) Somebody has not actually read or seen any of Helsing. Can you... You stupid fucking schmuck. (laughs) Can you break down the the, the plotline of Helsing like in five sentences? The Helsing organization is from Abraham von Helsing. The leader right now is like his great, 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 great granddaughter. The main character of Helsing is Alucard, which, if you look at Alucard backwards, it is Dracula. So basically, Abraham von Helsing did not kill Dracula, he enslaved him. And now he is working for the Helsing organization to protect Europe and Protestants. From Nazi vampires. And the Catholic. Nazis! Nazi! (laughs) It's the fucking Nazis! I have to put this on my Twitter. At the Crimson Fucker. (laughs) Yes, they are not neo-Nazis, they are actual Nazis. Because one of the not one of the leaders is actually from the original Nazi regime. The major. The major. But the prequel for Helsing is them first dealing with the Nazis in England, and Helsing is now dealing with the second second rise. But yes, that would make an awesome live action either TV show or movie, and I think Helsing has had a stage production. I think you're right. And you're looking it up, aren't you? Of course I am. Well, there you go. Uh, Helsing the musical. Hell me you! Let me guess, emphasis on sing? Yes. So, Helsing, the musical. So I do. This is definitely not Japanese. This is uh, something from London. So is that Helmu? No. I didn't we cover this like years ago. It's possible, but I'm looking at this and it's it's not based off of the anime or manga. It's something entirely unique. If you can call unique, unique at that point. Anyway, continue. 
Hold on. I'm actually checking the outlines here if we actually cover this. And doesn't look like we did. But if I just put up just Helsinki. Uh, no. <laughs> nope. What? I just got a reply from Saya. Incoherent screaming. <laughs> no, 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 no. She put on mine, cries a river of blood. <laughs> uh, you, you, you know, I'm, you know what, what your meme is going on there, you know? Uh. Heavy yeah. breathing cat. <laughs> Yeah, if you haven't figured it out, Saya and Yaten are huge fans of the Starlights from Sailor Moon. And this is this is the first new official merch from the new st the new crap that's being released that has the Starlights. So they're just a little excited, or at least Saya is. Mm. So you know, you yeah. I just put that on mine. I'm just gonna put. I'm gonna just go right over to yours and be like, oh, hey, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. So um, instead of playing on Facebook, can we continue with this? Sure, sure, sure. Okay. Number four, psychopaths. Joint influence from Minority Report. Psychopaths is set in the year 2113 Japan. The civil system measures a person's mental state, personality, and propensity for crime. Violent individuals who may pose a threat to society are apprehended or killed. The show is action-packed, part police procedural, and part mystery drama, all Japanese sci-fi. I might have to check that out. Um, I started watching it. But the whole thing is, like, how it says that it is, it draws influence from Minority Report. There's actually quite a few different shows, movies, books, all about this kind of stuff. So if they were to do a live-action version, it might be seen more as a copyright infringement. Mm -hmm. But yes, the first episode was pretty damn awesome. Next up. Princess Mononoke. The village of medieval Japan is under attack by a corrupted forest god that spreads disease on everything it touches. The forest god infects the village prince just as it's destroyed. Now the prince must journey to the forest to find a cure for benevolent forest spirits. There he meets San, a human girl raised by wolves who resents the steady crawl of human industrialization on nature. Together, both prince and wolf girl must take a stand against the thoughtless environmental harm to kind their kind of flicks in the world's natural balance. Princess Mononoke definitely has had a stage adaptation. Yes. Because I repeatedly tried to get us to cover that and you always boohooed the article. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I could. <laughs> Number six is Elfin Lead. Which, uh... Didn't they just do that with the movie Lucy? Hey, Lucy, you're so funny, you're so funny, you blow my... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the story of Elfin Lead starts when one of the experimented Diclonius subjects escapes a research lab in an explosion of gore and violence and runs out to the town. A couple of teenagers, Koda and Yuka, come across the Diclonius, who happens to look like a helpless young girl. 
After witnessing several very violent attempts of the research facility to recapture the girl, Kota and Yuka decide to bring her home and take care of her. It's basically a whole very like nature versus nurture thing, but at the same time, when I saw the previews for Lucy, I said, that's all Finley. I have not seen the movie, so I don't know if the entire movie is like that, but considering most of it, just from what I was seeing from the previews, basically had all of their explanation in Elephant Lead. I said, yeah, that's Elephant Lead. Number seven, Samurai Champloo. Yeah, I would definitely watch this that. This would be fun. Yes, I would yeah. watch the hell of a TV show. Hell like yeah. Samurai Champloo has a special place in my heart because it brings together two of my favorite things, medieval samurai sword fighting tales and classic urban hip-hop. New Jimmy's! The story is simple enough. A young waitress named Fu is saved from a sword-wielding thugs by a wandering rogue named Mugen and a master samurai named Chin. The three develop an unlikely friendship and Fu blackmails the other two to go with her on a journey through feudal Japan in search of a mysterious samurai who smells like sunflowers. And all the fun begins from there. What, sets the se- what sells the series is, aside from killer trip-hop beats as a background music, is a hip-hop aesthetic and sense of humor expertly threaded through the narrative. Beatboxing samurai, fighting monks defending their marijuana plantation in the mountains, where do I sign up? And I have to admit, the video- Beatboxing samurai, was, he was, the one guy was using the, the uh, panel, the, the uh, grip of his uh, katana as a microphone, that, that did it for me. And I have to admit, the video- this was long before the baseball episode. <laughs> and I have to admit, the- the video game was actually pretty good, too. I liked the video game, but I am so bad at those types of rhythm games. This is, no, 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 no. Well, it wasn't really a rhythm game, per se. To get through some of that yeah. stuff, it was you had to press the buttons in a certain order and stop it on a color just to be able to, you know, use your full attack. And, you know, that kind of gets... Sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, number eight, darker than black. <clears throat> a couple of mysterious, mysterious special anomalies open up the sky above South America and Tokyo, causing certain vid- individuals to develop supernatural powers. These powers come with the price to be individuals, hum- individuals' humanity, however, and they temporarily lose their grip on empathy and logic while committing heinous crimes. These individuals, known to the public as contractors, have been. Re- Recruited by various organizations for their skills as spies and assassins. One contractor, Hie, am I pronouncing that right? Yes. Works for the syndicate to run up to rogue contractors. That is until Hie, Hie realizes the syndicate's grand plan is to eradicate the world of contractors like himself. I have never seen this anime. This is another one that I started watching, and it's just pretty good. Oh, God. Hmm. Number nine. <laughs> Number nine, yes. Ghost Stories. This, this, and this is a special one. No, they already made this as a TV show. It was called Maniac Mansion. <laughs> so Raise Ghost Stories, the whole thing is, once you figure out what Ghost Stories is and how it is, basically you realize that all of those spoofed um, ghost movies basically is this. Ghost Stories was a supernatural um, anime from Japan. And it was a very serious supernatural anime. Except, well, they kind of needed money. So they exported it to America. And when they did that, they basically said, look, 
um, dub it however you want to. Fuck it, we don't care. And yeah, and America, you know, when we're told that, we really just fuck it. So one of the screen caps, um, it basically says, I hear the sound of you shutting the fuck up. And wake up everybody, Satan is trying to kill us. Yeah, the and... one girl was turned into a uh, fundamentalist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, if you get a chance to see the series, definitely see the series. But at the same time, all of those parody ghost movies and horror movies, that's basically what this is. Um, they're saying that the live-action adaptation needs to melt the serious of the Japanese with the off-color humor of, you know, what we ended up doing to it. But, I mean, that's basically what those movies are. Mm-hmm. You get the seriousness of, you know, a whole ghost story and supernatural crap, and it's full of dumbass jokes. Okay. Alright, let me let's move my wall. Oh, oh god damn it. Oh. oh god damn it. Number ten, Akira. Do we really need to explain this? No, considering they've been trying to make this fucking movie for how many years now? Yeah. And they keep fucking it up because they keep giving it to the uh to America to do. Yeah. Please stop fucking it up. Americanizing the fuck out of it. Exactly. Please stop fucking it up, and Japan, please get on with this shit. <sighs> Number 11, Gurren Lagann. In the future, human settlements will have been forced to live underground by rampaging beastmen who have turned the surface of the earth into their battlefield. Simone, a young bigger task to help widen the subterranean territory, but Silge accidentally unearths a drill-shaped device and a small robot thing he and his friends call a Lagan. When other giant robots start attacking the village, Simon and his friends activate their mecha to fight off the invaders and break through the surface of the Earth. And this is just a great fucking anime. What else needs to be said about it? Yeah, I have to finish watching it. It's pretty amazing. One of the entries in AMV Hell, I think it was like five or something. Mm-hmm. Like it was, uh, like the like it was, you know, it was footage of a uh, girl on set to a uh, chick's thing, giant robots. I think I saw that, and it was glorious. Okay. Marco. All right. So number twelve is five centimeters per second. Um. And it says that five centimeters per second is a beautifully drawn animated film that would pro- that would only probably suffer if translated into live action. On the other hand, the story is grounded and relatable. The art is based on real locations, and there are hardly any fantasy elements to it. It's a three-act film that centers on the relationship that develops between childhood friends Takaki and Akira. The two drift apart after elementary school when Akira uh, Akari, sorry, Akari. Mm-hmm moves to another town, but they try to remain in contact through letters. Some other sweet romantic things happen, and the story follows the two to adulthood through their separate, uh, through their separate relationships. It's a quality, beautiful anime. For, uh, I, for one, would not mind a really good live-action adaptation, and that's the author saying that. Mm. So basically, it's a love story. Which, sure I it guess... Sounds nice, but I've never heard of it before. Same. 
No, I mean, it's definitely not my anime of choice. Number 13, Bacchano. Okay, I can see this. I can see this. It's set in the roaring 20s, swing dancing all over the place. I, I can, I, I'd, lo- I'd like to see that. That would be pretty cool. Bacchano is tricky to explain to the initiated. If it happens in alternate history of the 1930s where scientists in New York City, in New York, are scrambling to retrieve a formula for eternal life. Whereas in Chicago, a transcontinental train called a flying pussyfoot will take its virgin journey while armed robbers are on there. And at the same time, the war between rival mafia groups are heating up. And also there's a ship with alchemists making deals with demons. And all three seemingly disparate elements that merge and form into a, into a sprawling and engaging narrative told from different points of views. Bacchano is action-packed, quirky, still ensemble of characters, and just right levels of what the fuck. Hey, I, I can see it, you know. Still gonna watch it, but then you know, got ADD away from it, so. Mm. Uh, number 14, Sword Art Online. So you mean called Lyoko? <laughs> It's a newly launched online multiplayer role-playing game that uses Nerve Gear, a virtual reality helmet that engages all the player's senses, allowing them to control their characters in the game with their minds. Once logged into the game, however, players realize that they can't log out. The only way out, it seems, is to beat the game completely, but adapting the game means the player's body also dies in the real world. <clears throat> Inside the game, friends Kirito and Asuna have to fight their way out only to realize that the mystery goes far beyond the game's boundaries. You know, I actually... Also, not being able to log out, didn't they use a plots like that in a dot .hack? Yep, that was the entirety of dot .hack. So, as the saying goes, I like Sword Art Online better when it was called dot .hack. Yep. And I ain't shot to fire, that's the God's honest truth. So number 15 is X, or as some people call uh, it, it's other, uh, it's other name is X1999. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I don't know if this one will ever be made, seeing as how this story will likely never be finished in manga form. Uh, this is set in the end of days, just before the new millennium. Um, basically, there are two superhuman factions uh trying to set trying to bring, uh, bring around Armageddon one is trying to protect the world from destruction the other is basically trying to usher in the new age both sides are down to one person and are convinced that the main character Kamui is their final man uh he's chosen he has to choose a side um to join and basically that will uh change the fate of the uh, or basically the fate of the entire world rests on that that decision and as they say unfortunately the manga went on indefinite hiatus around 2003 so yeah there is an anime version of it but again if the manga isn't going to end there really is no end in sight why did I go on hiatus? Um, I think the creator got sick. Let me see. It's a clamp thing. So it's going to be full of very, very pretty boys and very, very pretty girls, whatever the uh, 
whatever is done with it. 16, Gorgias. Um, maybe we should just stop and just move along. Fire off the rest of the titles at least. Yeah, yeah. just fire off the rest of the titles at least. Yeah. Number 16, Code Geass. 17, Cowboy Bebop. Yes! Am I not the only... Star Keanu Reeves. I was thinking on Rupert Everett, but... Uh, no. That's Either be... one of them. Some uh, of those... I wasn't saying, like, fantasy casting. That's... That's who they wanted to get to, to uh, play Spike. Well, yeah, yeah either uh, one. No. Uh, 18, Assassination Classroom. I haven't seen this yet, but I heard it's really good. Number 19, The Vision of Escalfone. No. Yes. No. Yes. Maybe. If they did it right and didn't do it based off of the crappy American translation for it, it would be really good. Number 20, Trigun. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. And 21, Full Metal Alchemist. I oh, could see it, but... Only if you point. only if you get Vic Mignogna to, to dub over Ed's voice in the movie. No. Because <laughs> you know, if this became... If FMA became a movie, do you know how many people would riot? Because Vic is not Ed. Even though it's live action and somebody else... The fans no. will still riot. What they would have to do, in order to do that, because Vic is not young enough to play Ed, he would have to play Hohenheim. Ooh. What a twist. <laughs> yep. I like that. Yep. That way he's still a part of it. He's still in there. He's, you know, still doing crap. So people can't complain that they're, you know, oh, shutting him out. They're giving him the older part. Which would be the father. Mm-hmm. Sort of like so, what they did. To yeah, the, it's sort that's of my idea. It's sort of like what they did to the voice of a Lionel for the Thundercats reboot. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. Let me go ahead and let's take a look at this right here. What in the world? Oh, okay. That's what that is. Um. My notification went off for some odd reason and. Who wants to take this last one before we go into the Skype line? Don't all jump at once. I'll do it. <laughs> um, basically, we talked a, a couple months back about Momo Clover uh, doing a song and album, or I should say a single and uh, an album single with Kiss. Well, it seems that they will be coming over for their first uh, show in America. They're going to be at Anime Expo. And it seems that they will have some other special guests at Anime Expo as well. It seems that KISS will be there. And that Momoklo and KISS will be performing their single together. I hope somebody records this to put this shit on YouTube. I really hope somebody does. Yeah, so... I don't know if this is going to be a live concert at Anime Expo, 
or if this is going to be one of those concerts where you have to pay an extra, you know, 50 bucks or so just to say that you're going to the concert. It's Kiss. Trust me. You have to pay extra for that. Yeah. So, Momoclo will be covering their, you know, set of songs. And one of them will be with Kiss. So, I'm wondering if they're going to be... Uh, KISS Army members trying to take over a Momoclo, con- uh, Momoclo concert. I hope somebody- Cody Bizarre is fucked I watch. want to see footage of that shit. I truly, truly do. But enough about that. We're gonna go ahead and open the Skype line. If you have, well, Jesus fucking Christ! What? What? We already got a call on the damn Skype. Well, we had a call on the damn Skype line. All right, let's hear it. No, it- it's gone. Oh. Okay. Open up. We have the Skype line is now open. We're also going to do the open forum topic. Open forum topic is what. I'm just going to go ahead and open this tagline. You are live on Anime Jam Session. Who are we talking with tonight? Nope. Hello? Uh, let me check the audio settings. Ah. Okay. Wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. What the hell are you doing? Okay. Alright. Something is something is odd with the Skype line tonight. Okay. For some reason we couldn't hear who we were talking to, but Okay. Alright, that's Okay, so just to break in really quick, the main reason for X's hiatus was due to the various uh, societal incidences occurring in Japan at the time of its serialization. With the story centering around the end of humanity, X has numerous scenes depicting earthquakes and the destruction of Tokyo buildings. Many of its cast members met their end through decapitation and other gruesome death scenes. With events such as the Hanshin earthquakes, otherwise known as Kobe earthquake, and the Sakakibara incident, which caused social unrest, many people found it hard to read X, as its contents reminded them of the tragedies they just went through. After discussing the issues with their editors, it was clear at the time it would be impossible for them, for the magazine to publish the planned ending of X. Deciding not to alter the originally planned ending and wanting to avoid the controversy and criticism it may have caused, the decision was made to put the series on hold until it was deemed appropriate to finish it. Oh, okay. Alright. Well, it seems for some reason that the Skype laptop, the internal sound card doesn't isn't detected, but the external one is detected. Let's see what happens. Uh, just what I need, right before... Right, right before, right before the trip. 
You're live on Anime Jam Session. Who are we talking with tonight? Hola, bienvenidos, Anime Jam Session. I can't believe I actually remembered that. Not getting anything, we cannot hear you. To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on vognetwork.com, use the passphrase bottle. I don't know what the hell is up with with this, so... I'm just going to check something real quick. And see, maybe this is the problem. Whoever's calling in, we're having some slight issues. Sorry. It's most likely is Skype, so I'm going to close Skype. Yeah, we had yes. issues with Skype when we first joined our own call. Yes, it seems when we set up for tonight, they, the cat, the host couldn't hear me, so I had to close Skype and reopen it, and then everything was working fine. Well, it wasn't just you; it was everybody. Nobody yeah. could hear anybody. Uh, maybe the service borked or something like that. All right, Skype is closed. We're going to try it one more time, and if this doesn't work, we're just going to go right on in and just get going, because as you can see, we're at least 10 minutes behind. Uh -huh. And I'm being nice. And we'll try it again. You are live on Anime Jam Session. Who are we talking with tonight? Hola, bienvenidos, Anime Jam Session. I'm going to have to start paying Robert Roberts a royalty for that. Alas, we cannot hear you on the on the, on the Skype line. For some reason, I I'm not hearing them. I'm not hearing anybody. I don't know what the hell's going on tonight. I'm going to try something real quick. Uh, it, uh, that's fine. Um. Let's try this. Set as default communications device. Again, I'm not hearing anything. I am not hearing anything. Well, this sucks. Yes. Volume is volume is at max for everything, so I don't know. Uh, uh screw this. Looks like his mic isn't muted. I don't know. I think it's on our end. I really think it is. I think there is an issue with with Skype tonight. You know, Why isn't there an issue with Skype? I don't know. Well, it ain't like I got the money for a 1-800 number, so. Alright. Alright. We're going to do the open forum topic. We ask all of you topics in the anime or cosplay fandom. If you don't want us to use your real names, just say something and we won't. Alright. Oh, thank you, Ramses. Before we continue, um, a friend of mine, Ramses, over at the, who was part of Scarlet Rhapsody, 
He actually <laughs> wrote a counter article about nerds and geeks will never be sexy. Oh, no. Wait, like already, or has he had it, like, saved up for this? I can't tell, but he just, he might have just wrote it. Well, he probably just wrote it. Okay. So, th here's this week's open forum topic. Memories from the corner of your mind. I have about 15 years of convention photos, and sometimes I look through them and see some people I used to be friends with, cosplay with, party with. So when you look at these photos, you have any good times to share? I know I do. Uh, from Deadpool28. As for convention photos, I enjoy looking at them, seeing people have fun, the cosplays. And to be honest, cosplaying Deadpool is better than anyone else, honest truth. Not being biased or favoring myself. Sure you are, Deadpool. Actual fact, I only went to two conventions, Megacon twice, didn't take pictures, but I still remember all the cosplays, the vendors, the tournaments, the Yu-Gi-Oh cards, sword fighting, and he was all a part of it. It was just amazing. Okay. Um, from Nemesis47, for him it was when he went to Glass City Con and meeting Serenity4, 1088, Sarah Ackerman, and everybody. And when he started dating her, that's sweet. Uh, Sarah Ackerman, her favorite con memory is when she, when she met her friend. She was cosplaying Levy from Attack on Titan, and she was cosplaying Cynthia from Fire Emblem Awakening. They were going to meet up with a Berthold for, for a photo shoot. That was pretty cool. Long story, let's see, what else? When the plans failed, she stepped on the sewing needle, and that wasn't good. She missed the shoot, but she went to a Matt Mercer Q&A. Uh, and then she left to go do something, she walked to the floor, and she heard Levy yell, Annie, and she turned, and it was her friend. It was pretty cool. That's sweet. Um, when I look at my pictures, one of the things I do see is when my crew did um, Ninja Rap from Naruto. That was fun. That, that was fun. Yeah, I still have the crappy-ass video for that on my photo bucket. And it's also on YouTube, on our YouTube, at Anime Jam Session TV. The other one is, which is on my personal Facebook, is the, everyone's a little bit racist sometimes. Oh, that was mm -hmm. fun. So that was good. Fun. I think it was, and there was another, uh, another skit that we did. I don't remember. We were at the old Anime Next Hotel, and afterwards we just said, fuck it. Went to the, bog to the bodega one block over and just got sandwiches and booze. That, that was fun. So how about y'all? Do either one of you have like awesome like memory photo memories? Honestly, like when I take the pictures, I like I go over them later. It's usually just to uh, put them up on the web pages and whatnot. I usually just you know fire and forget them. Mm-hmm. So, not not many time to do any specific picture. I'm afraid. All right. Yeah, I have to say the same thing, because you're usually the only one taking pictures during parties and gatherings and get-togethers. What are you talking about? What pictures? Mm -hmm. What parties? I'm not even talking about, you know, the pictures that aren't up. I'm talking mm -hmm. about, you know, when we're meeting up with friends, when we're just hanging out, and all of those really casual pictures. Those are all pictures you take. Mm -hmm. You're the one with the camera. I feel very weird when I look at those and see certain people that are no longer talked to or no longer uh, even dealt with at all and go, oh, okay. 
I can't post that picture anymore. <laughs> you know, you know, I kind of feel the same way at times. There are pictures of people. I'm like, wow, I used to be really chill with them, and it's like we don't talk anymore. And it's not because we had a falling out. It's just that over time, you know, people just go their separate ways. Some people still keep in touch. Others not so much. You know, and it would be cool, you know, if the they would see these pictures and be like, hey, how you doing and stuff. You know, but you know, it's it's all good. I don't know. There are certain people I would rather not message me. Oh, hey, how you doing anymore? Has that <laughs> happened to you? Hmm? Has that happened to you? What? No, this is oh. why I don't post pictures. Because mm. if I posted pictures of people that I didn't want to talk to, then they might talk to me again. Even though, what if you're, what if there are other people you like that are in the picture too? Still no? It's a possibility. Oh, okay. I don't know. Well, it depends no, depend on... Wondering how much I disliked the other people in the picture God. over how much I liked the other people in the picture. All right, I, I can understand. I can get that. I, I, I really do. All right. Shall we go into, like, the highlights of the show? Yep. Sure. News from Japan. Oh, Mako-chan. Yes? That's all I gotta say. I, yes? You are taking the last one. I don't care. I will gladly take the last one. <laughs> I'll take the first one, then. Go for it. A man says he stabbed a girl on the train to see if he had the guts enough to kill somebody. Oh. Wow. Police in Tokyo said Thursday that a 50-year-old, 4-year-old man who injured a girl with an ice pick while on a train told them that he did it in kind of a rehearsal to see if he had what it takes to actually kill someone. I'm sure she appreciated that. <clears throat> According to the police, the incident occurred around 7 a.m. on April 23rd on a train on a KO line between Kitazawa and Hachimayama prefectures, uh, stations, reported by Fuji TV. The 17-year-old girl told police she was dozing when she felt a pain in her right thigh, she looked up and saw a man with an ice pick and run away then exited the train Hashimanyama Station. The girl suffered a gash that took a week to heal, police said. A suspect and an unemployed man, really, he's unemployed and I would never guess, <laughs> from a guru ward, turned up at a hospital in Sedekaiwa ward about an hour after an attack, carrying the ice pick and two knives. <clears throat> police said he had a history of psychiatric trouble and was quoted as saying that he wanted to kill someone before but before you do so, he wanted to see if he really had the guts to do it. Wow. <sighs> Just... Seriously, why would you do that? Well, didn't it say right there he wanted to see if he could kill somebody? <laughs> well, yeah. Okay, this next one, I see. I, I see. There are times I think 7-Eleven is slightly cooler than Wawa's, only because of the quarter pound big bites and the um taquitos. If they brought this over, I'd be like, "Fuck Wawa, I'm going to 7-Eleven." And the only reason is 7-Eleven is teaming up with Attack on Titan for prizes. Now, before you run out to your closest 7-Eleven. You might want to get a round trip ticket to Japan because it's only the 7-Elevens in Japan. Of course. 
Yeah, but uh, oh my god, the prizes! In three days, which is Friday, May twenty second, Seven Eleven stores across Japan will finally team up with with Attack on Titan to bring you a special lottery of all sorts of winnable prizes. It's called the Seven Eleven Attack on Titan Seven Eleven Fair. It's a brand new campaign. Buy at least seven hundred yen, or about five dollars and eighty-five cents worth of goods at any Seven Eleven store throughout Japan. You'll be eligible to draw a ticket at the register with the possibility of winning uh, Attack on Titan themed prizes. And there's already a web commercial out. I might have to watch this later. The web video shows the colossal Titan plotting towards the Seven Eleven store. Apparently, after a brief shopping to his local convenience, so he murders himself. I bought milk, pasta, and salad. Surely this is enough to bridge the seven hundred yen wall. Follows up with, uh, it says here, what revelation does Aaron have? Just as the Titan nears the wall, Aaron comes into view. He replies somewhat hesitantly, it comes to 699 yen. <laughs> but there are prizes abound. And, oh, the prizes. And Aaron, the, are you listening? One of the prizes is a limited life size Aaron Yeager and Levi figure. Life size. Yeah, life size. Something for you to handle. <laughs> Have we oh, won a chance? Our Ackerman says, mine, 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 mine! Hey, uh, Deadpool, your old lady's leaving you to go to Japan for a, for a life size figurine. How do you feel about that? Also, you gotta love the one promo art featuring the cluster looking down on everyone at, over the top of a 7 Eleven. Mostly because it implies that the Colossal Titan is man-sized and that the scout and the scouts are about two or three inches tall. Mm -hmm. That's the uh, implications I'm getting from that. Fair enough. Alright, Mako. Last one's yours. Okay, so, uh... I think it was... I, I think the article even says that about six months ago, we brought you an article on the Lovely Sister... L lovely Sister Lingerie or something like that. Mm -hmm. Basically, when you got close to somebody who was wearing the same... The, the sister set of lingerie, a huge heart would light up and uh, it would show that you two were close. Well, it seems now that they are going to be uh, putting out a new set. That was episode 191. Yeah, so this is lingerie that uh, will give you pep talks and help you take perfect selfies. So, lingerie maker Triumph International Japan is creating a bra that will give you verbal pep talks and help you snap selfies. This was in November. Yeah, so basically this article of clothing is going to be called the Wearable Womanless Womanliness Boosting Bra. Uh, you are able to slip your smartphone into a heart-shaped sheath attached to the skirt, which will record health-related issues um, such as the number of steps you've taken during the day, distance traveled, calories burned, and also the number of hours you've slept. Um, 
on the surface, while it is an undergarment maker, while, while the company is an undergarment maker, the company says its real goal is to make women feel better about themselves. So that's why, aside from being designed to produce a sleek silhouette, the wearable womanless, womanliness boosting bra is capable of responding to your voice with confidence-boosting compliments. Mention you've got a big presentation at work that you're nervous about, and the bra will speak, reminding you, if you give it your best, you'll be okay. Go for it. Ask, do I look beautiful? And it'll answer, very beautiful. Go with a more general question of how do I seem today, and the bra will tell you you're totally radiant. That radiance is both figurative and, and literal because the, uh, according to the press release, a string of lights along the straps and top edge of the bra can be activated by saying, illuminate my bust, decolliate magical light on star. And it's the actual symbol of star, not saying star, and they're not exactly sure how you were supposed to pronounce star. Mm. So, yeah, that will activate the lights in the bra. Um, yeah, and if you're feeling the need to snap a picture of yourself, there is an attached selfie stick that is attached to the bra itself. The skirt can be detached from the bottom portion of the lingerie to give you a reflector board. <sighs> so you're, you're, well, who you're going to send that scantily clad photo to, however, is something you'll have to figure out on your own. Speaking of romantic relationships, the final function of the wearable womanless, womanliness boosting bra is designed to help you over overcome any lingering shyness and showing your feelings to the secret object of your affection. By pressing the heartbeat switch on the side of the bra, the garment will measure your heartbeat and flash its lace, lights in unison to your cardiac rhythm. Although honestly, if you're already with the guy and willingly showing him your bra, we think he's going to get the message about how you feel even without the blinking lights. <laughs> Or maybe, or maybe not if the guy is especially thick. Who knows? I mean, the outfit does look cute. With the skirt on, it doesn't look like a bra and panty set. However, where the selfie stick is attached, the part that hooks to the camera, it's to the phone itself, is on one side and the stick itself is on the other. It doesn't even look like you can put your arm down because it looks like it's in your freaking armpit. But, yeah. I also don't know how willingly I would put the phone into the little uh, heart pocket because the heart pocket is attached to the skirt and if the skirt is detachable from the panties and the heart detaches from the skirt so you can make the the you light disc phone. yeah that heart with the phone in it depending on how heavy it is and what you're doing like if you're walking around a convention or something with it uh, you're gonna lose your phone
but yeah, this never actually shows the underwear portion of it. Just the bra and the skirt. So I kind of wonder if it's striped pantsuit or not. Mm. But yeah, that's it. We're done. Hooray! Stick a fork in her, she's done. Yep, pretty much. Happy music time? Happy music time! Happy music time. We'll be back.
Later than normal. Yeah, not our latest show though. Yeah, true. I I didn't mean to mention this, but they're doing an anime con back in my old stomping grounds again. <laughs> Liberty City Anime Convention. Wow. I've known about this convention for months, and I'm just really proud and excited that. In a place where, where I grew up, there really wasn't much ways of anime unless you went to Dragon's Den, which is now no more. If you remember Dragon's Den, pat yourself on the back. So, I am definitely going. You can tell at the first year con by looking at their guest list, and it's like, well, they're getting there. I like some of the people that's on there, but... I'm like, you got a couple people on there, but... That shouldn't even be up there, but that's neither here nor there. And if I'm not mistaken, it has, it's at the end of August. So, I'm definitely going to go see what I can do and help them in a blaze of press. I should contact the peeps over at Cosplay NYC about this, too. But, um, yeah. If you like what you heard, tell a friend, they in turn will tell another friend, and so on and so forth. We do this for the love of it. We're free, independent podcasters. So, 
when we tell you how it is, we're just telling you straight up how it is. So if you like what you heard, if you have any questions or thoughts, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that's podcast at animejamsession.com. Tell us what's up. We're here to believe you. Check out our website at animejamsession.com, and we have some articles up this week, I believe. Um, or was that last week? That might have been last week. But I do believe I have an article going up about some some photography I've done recently at a couple, a couple of events. Uh, there is information, I believe, in regards to the last couple of episodes of the podcast, so you might want to be, you might want to check, read up on that, so. I believe that's more or less the gist for that, but if you have trouble accessing our website due to, um, firewalls or whatever, and you want to get our podcast, there are plenty of ways for you to get that. You can find this on Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry, Xbox Music, and TuneIn Radio. And if you listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher, we just ask if you could just drop us uh, a five-star review. That would really be awesome. Check out our web, our YouTube page at youtube.com slash TV. I am in the process of posting videos every week, so you can check out some of the cool convention coverage that we've done. We record masquerades, we interview cosplayers, we interview guests. It's as if you might find a random dance video in there. It's pretty cool. I know Marco's getting psyched for recording stuff at, um, at DCC. Yep. All the batteries are charged, and I'm bringing the charger as well. If you want to follow us on YouTube, see what videos we've posted and videos that we like and follow and as well, you'll find me at youtube.com slash djbronmas, Ari is at Ari2262, Marco Chan is Juke Luna, twitter.com slash session. Follow us here for updates on our website, conventions that we're going to, and other cool stuff. Um, that's pretty much just of that. If you want to follow us on Twitter and see what makes us tick, sometimes you can find me at twitter.com slash djronmas. Ari is at the Ari Man, and Mako Chan is at Jovedea. Facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session. I think I might have to do a giveaway once we hit 3,000. Um, and, it, and it's looking like that's going to happen before the end of the year. Um, I'm not, on that note, I just got to say thank you to everybody that's liked our page. If you, when you like the page, the posts, articles, the photos, the videos, all of that, we really appreciate that. As long as you continue to like that, we're going to give you more content. That's what we're all about. If you want to follow us on Facebook, I'm at facebook.com slash imdjronmas. Ari is over at Ari Rockefeller. You can find Mako-chan over at Makoto, Mako-chan Kino, or Mako-chan. You can't miss her. Her icon is Mandy from Grim Adventures. And we're not the only geek podcast on Vlog Network. Um, once you're done listening to us, you should check out their schedule. They have some amazing um, shows on there. Um, if you like Star Trek, check out Star Wars Power Company podcast Thursdays at 12. And no, Thursdays at 7, not 12. Thursdays at 7. But what goes on at 12 noon is the Geek Car. It's another. It's an awesome British uh, geek uh, gen type uh, podcast. Definitely listen to that. That is pretty cool. I believe that's live. I'm not sure, but I'll check that in a sec. In a few. Um, if you like following what's going on in popular books, movies, television, pop culture, British programming, uh, Doctor Who, we have Critical Myth, British Invaders, pop culture, and Understation Live. Four different shows, but that talks about all that from four different points of view. You definitely want to check that out. 
And if you like what we do here on Anime Jam Session, you should check out Pandalicious and Ninja Sister on Electric Sisterhood, Tuesday nights at 8. So listen to them, then check out uh, the vlog stream that will come in the eye with our pre-show, and then we're here. What's up? And if you like to play MMOs like World of Warcraft, Final Fantasy XIV, and you're interested in other like MOBAs like League of Legends and Strife, we got a couple of shows for you on MMO Wednesdays with Girls Gone Wow at 12 and Whorehouse at 10, which is definitely 100% live. And then we bring it all back to Sunday, starting at 8, with the, uh, corner, with the Cornerstone Network uh, programming on the VOD Network. It is the Bobby Blackwell Show and Orange Lounge Radio, and the coolness begins at 8 p.m. If you want to listen to uh, two gaming podcasts with two with, with awesome hosts that talk about the games, the fandom, the industry, and they're telling you straight up with no BS, these are the shows for you. And they definitely want to hear from you. That's the Bobby Blackwell Show at 8, followed by Orange Knowledge Radio at 9 on Bob Network on Sundays. Um, also, programming note, I have been saying this for the last two months, we will not be here next Tuesday. We'll be recovering from our flight from Denver Comic Con. Um, I am processing, I'm putting together a show for y'all. You may have one. We're working on it. Trust me, we're working on it. And that's it for programming notes. So we're gonna go around the room. Last words, Mako. I am going to go to bed as soon as this is over and curl up and read and probably fall asleep. For a second, you say curl up and die. Well, maybe. <laughs> no. <laughs> Last words, Ari. There's so many things I want to get with my new influx of money, but I don't know what I want, and I don't want to end up, you know, pissing the whole thing away before the weekend is here, you know? Well, it's not like you went directly from the bank to the, to the liquor store. Nah, my check comes direct deposit. I skipped the bank. Mm. <laughs> Skipped the bank, not the liquor store. Nice. <laughs> My last words. Yeah, I'm going to fix the issue with the laptop. Finish packing for DCC, but first, I'm going to finish my wings that I didn't just finish earlier tonight, so. That's basically it. That is it. End of list. I am Ranma. I am Ari. And I am Mako-chan. Great fight, great night. See you next week. See you later, people. Night. <sighs> Say goodnight, Mako-chan. Bye-bye. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I was ex- I had to. You know what? I was fucking expecting that shit anyway. That's why I hesitated. God damn Damn! Yeah, what you guys are missing is last night we recorded the podcast for Sailor Moon Crystal. And there was a comment made that Chibiusa, or I should say Black Lady, was creepy as fuck because when she killed <laughs> Rubius, she said, Bye bye! So. Childish voice. Yes, so um, we continuously did that throughout the entire podcast yesterday. So it had to be done. It had to be done. Say that, Mako-chan. <laughs> Good night. Ah! Hey, she said it normally that time. Uh... Good night, Mako-chan!
podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!